Did you know that studies have shown affirmations can profoundly influence your psychological well-being, enhancing self-confidence and reducing anxiety? Here at Positive Birth Australia, we have crafted a 20-minute birth affirmations track filled with soulful, carefully curated affirmations to empower, inspire, and guide you to deeply remember the power you hold within. And to my fellow belly birth mothers, we have created a track specifically for you to honor that all birth is a sacred moment of profound significance. For only $5, you can download and immerse yourself in our affirmations track to transform your mindset in the lead up to birth and during labor, serving as a potent reminder of the inherent power and love you possess. Visit us at www.positivebirthaustralia.com or head to the show notes and follow the link provided to start your journey toward a more empowered birth experience. Welcome to Positive Birth Australia, a podcast created to empower and educate mothers along their own pregnancy journey. Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Sky Marie. Let's get into today's show. Welcome back, guys. Today's episode features the inspiring journey of mum of two, Carly. She had originally planned to birth at her local hospital, but was encouraged by a midwife to access their home birth program. A scan at 38 weeks revealed her baby was frank breech, which means bum down, meaning she wouldn't be able to have the home birth she desired unless baby turned. Fortunately, her waters broke shortly after and she went on to have a completely unplanned but incredibly beautiful free birth at home. Her son was born posterior and frank breach. Her second birth was again through the hospital home birth program and although another beautiful water birth, this time with a full term head down baby, she reflects on the contrast between her two experiences and what she learned. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, Carly. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. (laughs) Do you want to just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So I live in Newcastle. Um, I have always grown up here in Newcastle. My family at the moment um, consists of a blended family. So I have two boys of my own. Mm -hmm. Uh, One is seven, one is one. And then my partner, he also has two boys, so 12 and 5. So we've got four boys between us. Um, We're a very busy family (laughs) at the moment. Um, It gets pretty full on at times. Um, Yeah, we've got two dogs. We we love the beach. We love hanging out with the kids and, um, and, yeah, going and doing cool experiences and things like that so yeah they keep us busy yeah nice and was there anything you did to get prepared for birth so with my previous partner my seven-year-old um so I mean being a first time mum at that stage was I didn't really know what I had to plan um I didn't really know much about birth I didn't obviously didn't have any experience (laughs) um and I have kind of always um felt like I 
can't really ever prepare for something that I don't know what it's going to be like, Um, you know, because I could prepare and then it's completely not what I've prepared for or, um, yeah, it just can be so um, wavering. So I did things that I felt like I um, needed to do for my own mind, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, but I tried not to really take a whole heap of advice from people, um, and things like that, because I really wanted the experience to be my own and I didn't want to attach to anybody else's, um, experience of what birth had been. Um, so the second time I birthed, which was quite recently, one year, one year ago, just over one year ago, um, again, I had had an experience, so I was like, oh, I kind of know what to expect, um, but I know it can be completely different, but I feel like I was more naive this time around, um, a little bit kind of expecting it to be the same as the first time. How was the first time? The first time was amazing. So I had a Frank Breach baby, um, unassisted at home. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So that was, that was, um, and that's really like, that's the birth that I really want to dive into and talk about a lot more because I have had such an amazing experience with that, but in society, that kind of, um, that kind of birth can be seen as being so, uh, risky and dangerous and um, especially seven years ago as well yeah was yeah. there anything in particular that motivated you to choose free birth um no not really so it wasn't so much of a choice at the time oh, okay. um I I guess in my experience it just happened that way um uh, whether subconsciously it was a choice um maybe it was I don't know yeah <laughs> Um, but I never consciously chose, you know, this is what I'm doing um, this time. So we started out uh, going to our local um, hospital who actually have a publicly funded um, home birth um, system in place. Um, but I went there not with the idea of home birthing whatsoever. Um, I went there just to be able to birth in their beautiful birthing suites that I had heard about, which was a little bit of a point of difference from the John Hunter Hospital up here. I think it's all changed now over there anyway. But, um, yeah, I went there with the idea that I was going to birth um, inside the hospital there in one of their birthing suites. They've got beautiful um, big baths and um yeah, that sounded really nice to me. So I met up with a midwife and from then on she was kind of like, well, have you ever considered a home birth? And I was like, no, um, I don't know anything about home birth. I, yeah, haven't really spoken to um, my partner at the time about home birthing. I'm just all new to this. Um, and so they were really encouraging to, um, you know, for me to consider that that home birthing option so we did and that's what we chose to do so from then on it was um you know how do we prepare for this home birth do we get the pool we um yeah put the steps in place to make that happen Mm -hmm. so um we we started out there really Yeah, yeah so it was obviously something that was completely new to me however once I had um started to Um, open up to the idea of that I guess it's like with anything you open yourself up to something and all of a sudden um, you know you 
you fall um, into alignment with people who have done that previously to you. I guess it comes up in conversation and um, you start to hear about other people's experiences, whether they're they're negative or positive, et cetera. Um, I had a really beautiful friend who um, I guess is a little bit of an alternative thinker um, and she was super encouraging. Um, there's a little bit of a twist to the story because up until 38 weeks, um, the midwife had been coming to the house and, you know, it was all this really beautiful, like encouraging, like, oh my God, this is going to be so amazing. And the midwives were so beautiful and, um, I guess, encouraging and supportive. And I just couldn't believe that, you know, I had come from not ever considering home birth to now, like, here I am um, about to have this beautiful experience. And obviously, like, on YouTube, watching home birthing videos, um, we'd done a a calm birth course, which is probably the one thing that I believe allowed me to have this experience that I ended up having. Um, So, yeah, we... For some reason, I had to go to the hospital for a, a midwife checkup. Um, usually, they would come out to the house, but the midwife that I had been seeing was away. So I went to the hospital, got a different midwife, and she was like, "Actually, I'm not really sure what position the baby is in." And I and I said, "Well, the midwife has been saying the heads down." Um, she was like, "I'm just going to double check." And so at 38 weeks, I found out that he was actually bummed down. Right. Um, and. I was like, I don't know what that means. Oh <laughs> um, and, yeah, basically just sat in a room at the hospital, which I hadn't spent much time in the hospital. Everything was kind of done at home. So I was in a bit of a foreign environment speaking to a midwife that I wasn't familiar with. Um, and she basically just sat me down and said, look, if um, we'll book you in for an ECV, which is an external um, cephalic version where they try and spin the baby around mm-hmm. um in we're going to book you in in five days if you go into labor in the next five days you'll have to go to the john hunter hospital sorry and i was just like mm. what the hell i don't know i've never been into the john hunter hospital i don't mm. know anyone there like what there was just no i just got back in my car and i cried mm. um um yeah so it's just unfortunate that i wasn't with the midwife i i presume that if I was with the midwife that I had been seeing, she would have been a little bit um, lighter <laughs> when she was delivering the news. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was a very um, traumatic experience for me. Mm. And um, from that point on, after leaving the hospital, um, I'd rang Joe and and um, we were just like, what do we do? Um, we booked in to go and see an acupuncturist, but we um, – we booked it. We had booked in the next day to go and see her. Um, we got some moxibustion sticks um, to put on the toes um, to try and help spin him around, and we got directed to the Spinning Babies website. Mm-hmm. So we went home from that afternoon, and we just spent hours like in <laughs> downward facing dog, like legs up on the lounge, yeah. hands um, on the floor. Um, Joe got his surfboard out. I was lying upside down on that. He was giving me massages, moxibustion sticks. We were just like, let's try and do everything that we can. (laughs) Yeah, and then that night 
um, we had watched a movie. Um, it was a really strange movie, actually, like something, something of Walter Mitty. I don't know if if no. that brings. Yeah. I'll have to remember the title. I can't remember it right now. But I just remember thinking, far out, that was so strange. And then we basically turned off the movie, laid down to go to bed, and I heard this pop and my waters had broken. So this was like this had all happened in a 24-hour period of me finding out this news. Um, Yeah, us kind of going into extreme, um, let's try and (laughs) avoid that kind of situation going into the John Hunter um yeah so waters broke and we were just like oh okay is this it and in that moment I had thought um what we had done had worked and that he had spun around and broken my waters in the process so which was another kind of I remember thinking that and just I think that was another point which allowed me again to have the experience that I um ended up having Um, just with that in the back of my mind. So from that point, um, I remember the midwives telling me, you know, once you um, start the process of labour, don't ring us straight away. Um, See if you can go back to sleep, you know, like it's not – I just remember them telling me, like, it's it's nothing to – rush about like Mm. don't yeah don't ring us straight away you know just kind of see what happens try and lay down go back to sleep um you know see how things kind of progress and let us know yeah so I wasn't in any rush to um call the midwives and let them know what was happening I was um kind of walking around and thinking cool this process is starting like I have no idea what to expect like but here it is you know like the last nine months is it's happening now um, and everything that I had heard at the hospital that day, like all of that fear, all of that worry was honestly like not even a part of my being in that moment. So it was just like that was gone. Yeah, wow. um, yeah so from there, um, the beautiful friend that I spoke about earlier who um, – you know, was was um, a very open thinker. I uh, asked Jo to give her a call and just to see um, she had had three babies. So she was really, um, I guess, a close friend that had been through pregnancy and birth and all that sort of stuff. So um, we gave her a call and we just said, you know, what do you think um, this is kind of happening? And she was like, oh, do you want me to come around? And we were like, yeah, okay, come around. Um So she came over and she was just there to, I guess, observe to kind of let us know, you know, like, yes, like this is like what you're going through is completely normal. Like it's a natural part of um, labor and, you know, not that she came around and actually spoke any words, but she was just there. Mm. Um, So that was nice to have her there um, in the beginning and, um, yeah, it kind of just happened that she ended up staying there with us um, and the process of birth unfolded. So around about 10 p.m. Um, was when my um, my waters broke. Yeah. And it was relatively slow, um, slow starting, and I was kind of in and out of the bathroom, like 
weeing and um, feeling contractions, but they weren't full on. Um, well, I didn't think they were full on. I was like, no, I'm going to try and lay down and go back to sleep. Um, tried to do that, couldn't lay down, just was, you know, walking back and forth, doing laps around the house. Um, and obviously things had started to um, get a little bit more intense for me. Um, I remember feeling the need to vomit and I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, I never knew that this was um, a thing. A thing, yeah. <laughs> no one ever speaks about vomiting during labour <laughs> and I just had to, you know, purge it all out, um, which makes sense to me now. Like you just, you know, um, get rid of the dinner that's trying to digest. Your body's got um, work to do, you yeah. know, it's got energy that needs to um, be used elsewhere. So, yeah, um, went through that. Um, they started to get more intense. Um, we, yeah, by the stage of, I guess, maybe midnight, um, in between midnight and probably two o'clock, um, there was a moment where I was able to lay back down. So everything had kind of like, um, cooled down a little bit. Um, then they started to ramp back up. So it was a very short kind of 20 minute rest. Um, and I remember hopping in the shower, um, in the, the bathroom at home, hopping in the shower, we'd had a birth pool there. And I remember saying to Joe, um, maybe we should just pump it up and get it ready. Um, just in case, you know, connect the hose and, um, start putting some water in. Um, yeah, so there wasn't really like at this stage, there wasn't really any signs that like he was going to be born soon. Um, but then again, not really having had any experience before, like I didn't know how long it it was going to go for so we still hadn't um informed the midwives at this stage okay um so in your head you weren't as far as what you probably were I guess so but in in saying that like I didn't know I didn't really know how to measure anything like we weren't timing contractions we weren't um yeah, like in the calm birth, they talk about the stages of labor, but I guess like how do you, yeah. I mean, having my second baby now, I can kind of go, yeah, I think that's when I might have been transitioning. But like even still with my first, I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know when I was, you know. like. So you were just taking it moment by moment. Yeah, 100%, yeah. just in the moment. Um, that's a really nice way for me to explain it because I like – when I really think about it, I don't have any words uh, to explain my experience. Mm. Um, like there's nothing that I can – like I, could, I can put it into words, but it's indescribable. Yeah. Um, so – You were in the shower? Yeah. yeah. So in the shower, then out of the shower, um, the pool's being set up, water's going into the pool, Um So I remember hopping into the pool um, and, yeah, things had really started to ramp up. Um, And I just want to mention also, like, at at, not at any time throughout this whole experience, like just in saying before, like really feeling that I was in the moment, there wasn't any point in time over this whole experience where I thought, bring the midwife. Okay. I don't know. I don't know why. Um, 
my partner Joe at the time, same thing. Like there was just never any mention. Um, to call the midwife. No, no. Yeah, so things are ramping up. Um, I'm starting to feel urges to push um, and went through a few more intense contractions. Um, When I say I felt the urge to push, like it was not really something that I feel like I had to do but like it was happening to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember putting my hand down there and just feeling like something that was um, soft and um, my beautiful friend that was there was like, you know, do you want me to have a look? Because I was like, I don't know what's happening down there. And and so she had a look and she just gave me the nod like, yep, it's all like it's, it's all fine. Um, and I was like, cool, and back into the zone. Um, <laughs> and it's funny at that point because she must have just been thinking, oh, God, <laughs> that's a set of balls. <laughs> Um, I was thinking it was the umbilical cord or something. Um, so yeah, she just gave me the nod and I was like, cool, well, I'm going to keep going with this. Like, um, that whole process of feeling, um, you know, urges to push and, and things like that, which I guess you can class as the active part of labor probably went for, for about three hours. Yeah. Okay. Um, so like one hour of pushing him out but like the two hours before that like the contractions were much more intense um yeah so I'm continuing to push like um feeling you know um there's a bigger body of something that's coming out now and um Joe hops into the water um getting ready to um, catch. We didn't know whether whether he was a boy or a girl at this stage. Um, and out comes the body. I still at this stage don't know, um, you know, whether it's a head or like I was assuming there's a head out. <laughs> um, but there wasn't a head out. There was um, – so his bum came out, Frank Breach's bum first. So his bum is coming out. Um, and then his legs, one at a time, flopped wow. out. Um, and then his body and his arms. So that all came out pretty um, swiftly. Um, and then I had a little bit of a break. So Joe was behind me. I was kind of over the, the birth pool um, in a little bit of a squat position. Joe was behind me and he was looking at um, Sonny's spine so Sunny was actually posterior as well as Frank Rich um so he's looking at this little frog-like creature (laughs) that's just floating in the water with a head still inside of me (laughs) and I have no idea what he's looking at and um yeah I feel again the urge um to to push and um and out comes his head and um I mean, in that moment still, nothing is kind of processing me about how he's come out, what's even happened. Like in my body, I've just had a baby. Yeah. And, um, so is it as intense pushing his head out as it would be if he was head first? No. Um, really? So I've had, I've had, yeah, Sunny Frank breach and then Reef was head first. So two um, different experiences. Yeah. 
Um, but I would definitely say that um, Sunny was a lot easier. Um, I mean, they were uh, they were very different in size anyway. But um, yeah, the head was probably the easiest part because he'd already had like his whole bum and body come out yeah, in one true. kind of chunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the head kind of stuck out. Um, and I think even to Joe at the time, like, you know, him looking down in between the, the two last contract- contractions when like the body's there, even in his mind, he's not, he's not thinking like, oh, you know, crap, like this isn't normal. Like it was just, Happy. I don't know. It was just, yeah, it was just happening. Um, there wasn't any fear. I think, I think that was the positive of, um, it being the first time, yeah. like experience for both of us mm. um, and probably, you know, a little bit, na- yeah, naive, I guess, but um, it's the unknown, isn't it? Like you don't know what to expect. You don't know what's normal. You don't know what's not normal. And we didn't really want to um, crowd our minds with the what can happen. Yeah, absolutely. Story. So his head came out? Um, yep, so his head came out. <clears throat> um, Joe's picked him up out of the water and given him to me and I'm just sitting in the birth pool holding him. Um, we're both just like in awe of this son that we have. Um, and still at this stage I have no idea how he's come out. Like um, it wasn't until really after um, we're kind of resting up and um, – my friend came in and she said, you know, he came out bum first. And I'm like, no. <gasps> wow. I, I thought he's bum. So, yeah, I had him bum first. Um, and, again, in that moment I was like, wow, like it wasn't such an emergency, you know. Like it wasn't such a – I mean, I know every experience will be different, but in my case um, it wasn't anything to be worried about that he was going to be born bum first. Yeah. Like – when it can be so, like, from the hospital's point of view, like, no, like, this is not normal, this is risky, this is... Um, well, most breech birth in a hospital would be via C-section. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it would be, yep. Yeah. Um, and really hard to find someone that will support you through... Um, Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So. And so he was completely fine once he was out and sort of settling into his body. He was fine. Yep. So we ended up bringing the midwife um, after the after the event. Yeah. And they were. they said, oh, no, she hasn't. Um, Joe said, oh, she's had the baby. They said, oh, no, she hasn't. Um, And he said, yes, she has. (laughs) And um, yeah, so they ended up coming around and um, I felt like a very naughty girl um, in that moment. Um, I believe they had a lot of paperwork and a lot of explaining that they had to um, had to be done, so they weren't very impressed with that. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. And how did you feel after that experience once you were able to sort of reflect upon it? Um. It's a funny one, this one, because it's taken me, um, I mean, it's taken me this long. Sunny's just turned seven, so it's taken me this long to actually feel like I, um, not that I didn't want to talk about it, but I felt like I couldn't be proud of that experience. Really? Yeah, like I felt, um, it makes me emotional even thinking about it, thinking that, you know, something like that 
is not something to be proud of. Because um, of society's views? A hundred percent, yeah. Society's mm. views, other people's experiences, you know, yeah. like that was, um, you know, it can be seen as being selfish or whatever, like whatever people's opinions are of it. But, um, you know, there are people that know about it, but I've never been this vocal about it. Like mm. I've never, um, it's not something that I've wanted to like put my hand up and say like, hey, like, you know, look what I did, uh, I guess, for out of fear of um, encouraging other women to be able to think of birth in a different way. But I know, like, now I just feel like women do need to know that birth doesn't have to look like what they see out of a movie. Yeah. Because I think, for especially your first experience, you watch these movies of women giving birth and they're screaming and they're on their backs and they're in so much pain and, you know, um, it was nothing like that. So it's kind of like a big F you to yeah. um, society for portraying it that way. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess seven years ago yeah. as well. I mean, I didn't even know what free birth meant. I know. I didn't know what it was either. I didn't, I mean, I barely know what home birth, I I barely knew what home birthing was. Like, yeah. you know, so it's definitely, I would say it's definitely um, more accepted. Accepted, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is in society now. Wow, what an experience, especially for your first baby. Well done, Mama. And then you have your second son, but your first baby with your current partner. Yeah, so this, he's our first between us. He'll be our last yep. between us two. house <laughs> is very full on. Oh, I've got three, so I kind of get it. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, we decided to have one of our own, which has actually been a really beautiful experience as well because he has tied our families together. Yeah. Um, and he's just another one of the boys. So, you know, he would have been amazing to have a girl as well, but having him is just like, he just fits straight in. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that the birth with Reef again, like I, I chose home birth, um, my partner now, Troy, um, with his two children, birth, the experience of birth for him was also very traumatic. So with his two boys, they were both hospital births. Um, I believe that, yeah, they didn't go that well. Um, And so he had a lot of fear around home birthing and, um, you know, wanting to kind of make sure all of the boxes were ticked. I I would have gone um, free birth again. I would have loved to... To have that experience yeah. um, but at the same time I wanted Troy to be a part of it and I wanted him to feel that he could be there to support me um, and so it was kind of a happy medium that we had come to. Um, what was his opinion on your first birth? Um, I guess just a bit like oh my god like yeah okay because his experience of birth was hospital birth, like blood everywhere, babies being taken away as soon as they're born, oxygen. Um, His ex-partner nearly died when um, she had their second boy. So, yeah, lots of trauma um, for him around that sort of stuff. And, um, I mean, if I went back to have another one, I would just be like, well, I don't really care about what your experience is now. Like, I'm going to do this by myself. Yeah. 
um, yeah, so, yeah, he, he was um, coming from a place of fear, which I understood, um, but now he has such a beautiful open-minded perspective on what birth can be because the home birth that we had with Reef was almost the complete opposite of the experience that he had had. So um, it's, it's really been able to open up his, um, his mind and change his perspective um, on the risks of birth, yeah. which is great. And did you go down the private midwife route? Not a private, no. So again, through the public system. Okay. Um, so I uh, had a little bit of a warning this time not oh. to um, stray. Oh. <laughs> um, so which I was, I was like, look, I can't even explain what happened before, but I'm not looking to, you know, break any rules. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they were again super supportive. Um, had another water birth. Um, he was head first. He was a lot um, bigger. Sunny was um, six pound. Reef was um, nine pound. Oh, so wow. Big difference. Fair few <laughs> kilos different. Um, How far along were you? I was – so this time I um, was 40, 40 weeks plus 10 days. Oh, okay, yeah. I guess with this birth I do feel – again, a little bit let down by the system or not let down by the system, but, you know, they, I made the choice to go through the system. So um, I was expecting that I probably was going to go early again or, you know, surely around the 40-week mark. Mm -hmm. Um, In the public system here in Newcastle, if you get to 42 weeks, again, it's like we wipe our hands clean of you and you go to the John Hunter Hospital. Yeah, right. So I was... Three days from um, that fate (laughs) and um, I had to go to, I mean, when I say I had to go, now I I probably know that like we don't actually have to do anything. Um, But yeah, it's like appointments at the hospital once you get over 41 weeks. I believe, I don't even know how they, they schedule it, but um, going to um, have ECGs, mm-hmm. I think they are, where they monitor the baby's heartbeat, yeah. heart rate, see if everything's still cool. Um, and I, yeah, was kind of being up at the John Hunter again. I was being told about, you know, um, actually on the day that I went, the doctor that I spoke to, she wanted to induce me right then and there. Um, and again, I just was like, sat there and bawled my eyes out just thinking like, I don't understand why this is such a rush. Like, you know, I'm, I'm well, like I'm still within the time frame of giving birth. Like, and, and deep down my belief is that the baby will come when they're ready to come. So there was a huge part of me that wanted to wait, but there was also a big part of me that was, um, also scared because, Um, I didn't want to wait and just be like, you know what, this baby will come when they're ready um, and get, I guess, get to that 42 weeks and then have no support, even though I'd had a free birth the first time. Like, so yeah, there was a bit of fear in me Um, and I chose to um, have a stretch and sweep on that day um, instead of being inducted. 
So the midwife gave me a stretch and sweep. I went home um, and consciously chose like, I guess after going home that day, I was like, I'm not, like I'm actually not going to go and have any more stretch and sweeps because I was reading all of the information on stretch and sweeps and blah, blah, blah. Some people have one, you know, the next day and then they go in the next day and they do it again and they basically just keep doing it until it brings on labor. And I was like, no, once is enough for me. And then whatever, the baby will come when he's going he's going to come. So yeah, yeah. but that started the process. So that night I went into labor. Oh, awesome. And how was that labor? Um, that labor was a little bit more intense yeah. than the first time. Interesting. Um, yeah, much, much more intense contraction wise. I don't know whether it's probably just a, um, yeah, change in, in my mind maybe or yeah. whatever, like but completely different experience as well, like head down, baby, um, maybe that changes the intensity um, of it. I'm not sure. Um, different size and all that sort of stuff. So, um, but, yeah, we ended up bringing the midwives. They came around, so they were basically here for um, the thick of it. And um, What was that like in comparison to your first birth, having the midwives present? So I had two here um, and I also had a um, a doula here as well. Um, So, yeah, it was was different because there was obviously a lot more people here. We actually had – we had the three other kids here as well, but they were asleep. Um, So there was a lot of bodies in the house, not that they were – you know, I was just in my zone doing my thing, but there was – continuous checkups and spotlights and or you know torches and mirrors and things going into the water and um like the little monitor heart rate thing being put on my belly when I'm in the water so there still is that constant disruption and monitoring um which was you know it was just a part I was just telling myself it's just a part of it's just a part of what they have to do you know you just stay stay in your zone and just let them do whatever they need to do around you um so I'd actually birthed his head and I was holding his head in my hand for um what seemed like quite some time um and no one else had known um and the doula came in and um she said to me oh is his head out and I said yeah Uh, it's been out for a little while and I was in the in the water at this stage Um, and then, so she went out and told the midwives and they came in and there was kind of a little bit of an urgency because no one had known for how many minutes his head had been out. And I still don't know, um, why, but there's something like a six minute time frame of when the head can be out if you're birthing in water. Um, that's, that was, that was what was mentioned to me, you know, like we, once six minutes is kind of up, it's there's some kind of risk I'm still not sure what it is but um yeah so they were a little bit like trying to encourage um the pushing and things like that over the next few contractions um so yeah that process was happening I knew that I couldn't physically push unless my body was going to um help me with the process um you know, I'm, I'm really helping the body with the process. So yeah, I was just being patient and, um, I could feel him trying to turn his shoulders. 
Um, and there was probably three three contractions of where he was trying to spin him in himself. Um, I think to um, they they do kind of head out and then turn their shoulders to help that that process a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his shoulders weren't coming out. So the midwife did kind of ask me to put a leg up and um, just popped her hands in and helped with the the shoulders to come out and then he was out wow and you said that that birth was more intense for you um it was more intense yeah this one ended um this one ended with me at the hospital um for um being treated for blood loss hemorrhaging okay um so yeah, there was a few things that happened in between him being born and ending up at the hospital. It wasn't a long period of time, but um, he was out and then obviously birthing the placenta. When I birthed the placenta with Sunny, there was not even any talk about having to birth the placenta. Like within 10 minutes, I was like, oh, what's this? Um, here's another contraction and out <laughs> came the placenta and I was like, Amazing. oh, okay, there it is. So I was kind of expecting the same thing to happen um, with Reef and the midwives had told me, you know, you've got about up to an hour for the, the placenta um, to be birthed. And, but it was still rushed, you know, like they're still trying to rush you through the process. Like, why don't you stand up? Why don't you do this? Why don't you, you know, yeah. help kind of shuffle things along? And I'm thinking like last time I didn't do any of that and it just came when it was ready, you know? Yeah. So there still is this interruption of, of even though, like, yes, it was an amazing home birth, but it still is so interrupted along the way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, the placenta did come out. I ended up um, giving birth to that on the, while I was on the toilet um, and then onto the bed and they were kind of um, pressing on the uterus to see how much blood was um was coming out and they were a bit concerned with it so um they asked me to go to hospital and um from the point that I said yes it all happened so quickly I think there was something injected into the side of my legs still don't know what that is um and then you kind of all of a sudden the ambulance is there and you're you're being chuffed off into in into um hospital land so um the experience at hospital was relatively pleasant and I didn't need to have three stitches as well so um, whether or not the midwives would have been able to do that at home, I'm not sure. I think there was mention that it was probably recommended that a doctor did it anyway. So whether or not I would have ended up at hospital um, for that anyway, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, that is where I ended up. And we were home that afternoon. But um, it's still so, like, the irony of having, in my experience, a birth, a first birth, which is so risky, like, Frank Breach, posterior, one of the midwives ended up saying um, to me, like, there's just no way that a posterior baby who is Frank Breach would survive. Like, it wouldn't be possible. And I'm like, yep, <laughs> oh but it is. <laughs> um, yeah, and then that was such an amazing experience. Then going into this second pregnancy, which was, again, like I wasn't um, high risk with anything um, besides the fact that I'd stepped outside of the system the first time um but it was again textbook pregnancy um head first but I end up at the hospital like yeah interesting so ironic it almost um, makes you wonder if it was avoidable totally but then again who knows totally 
Yeah. And it's only, you know, after the fact that you kind of reflect and I have like, yeah. I'm like, you know, if I didn't have that stretch and sweep and if I, you know, like you, you, all of that goes through your mind and um, yeah. like part of me just wants to have one more turn at it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <To>, like... <laughs> I don't know about five, but <laughs> yeah, no. that's no. pretty brave. But let's say you did go back, would there be anything you'd do differently? Yeah. So if I was to go back again, I... Um, this time I wouldn't even ask Troy yeah. what he wanted me to do. I would make the decision for myself. Yeah. Um, and I've got no doubt that he would be completely supportive of that decision, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't base my choice on what his thoughts are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I wouldn't I wouldn't go through the system again. I wouldn't I probably wouldn't even have a private midwife. I think I would just completely free birth like try and stay as much out of the system as what I could I think (laughs) and how was Troy after that experience because you said he had a lot of fear and trauma around birth yeah no he was um he every time he spoke about it he cried um he just couldn't believe that that was possible um because yeah, from what, you know, you see in movies and from what his experience had been in the past, like he will speak so highly of me when he talks oh, to people about it. <laughs> he's really so chuffed. Beautiful. <laughs> um, and he's such a big advocate, like anyone, any of his friends, any of his family now who become pregnant or, you know, are thinking about getting pregnant, he's just like, go make sure you go and do a calm birth course and, you know, like... <laughs> It's your choice, but like consider having a home birth. Oh, I love it's it. Just so, um, yeah, it is. It's really nice. He was chuffed. He just was amazed at what he'd seen. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's a. He doesn't really show his emotions that much either. So like, yeah, I guess to see someone that you love in that experience, and then you've given birth to their child. Yeah, um, so true. It is such a, like, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And your placentas, did you do anything special with those? Yeah, so I've had both of mine um, dried out and encapsulated. Amazing. I um, still have some of reefs left over actually. Um, Yeah, so I consumed them just in capsule form. Um, And, yeah, again with that, I mean, I don't – I've never not done that, so I don't know, like – people ask me you know like is it worth it like does it work and I'm like I don't actually know like (laughs) um I don't know you'd have to ask someone who's done it once and then not done it or vice versa yeah exactly Um, so what key piece of advice would you give to any expectant mothers out there oh my key piece of advice would be to um try not to attach to anybody else's experience of birth. Um, You know, we so easily get caught up in other people's stories and um, people wanting to tell you their stories and what happened to them and um, it really is your own experience and can only ever be your own experience. Um, And just to breathe, use your breath. Love that. And the Calm Birth course, you enjoyed doing that? Yeah, absolutely. Like that was a huge game changer for me as well because, um, I mean, even as a a woman like who is born to give birth, the amount of knowledge that we actually have on 
birthing is so minute um, unless you actually choose to read about it and research it and, you know, like it's not – it's not given to you freely. Um, so yeah. it was such a huge eye-opener for me and to be able to understand what is actually happening to your body during the process of birth, um, I feel like was um, what really enabled me to let birth happen to me, um, which is really what I felt like happened in in my first birth with Sunny. Um, I didn't really feel like I had to do anything. Yeah. What an incredible journey you've had. Thank you so much, Carly, for coming on today and sharing it with us. Thank you so much for allowing me the opportunity to speak about it. That brings us to the end of the show, guys. I really loved the contrast between Carly's two births, even though they were both inspiring and powerful experiences. I found it really interesting to hear how her first birth, which was technically high risk and probably considered dangerous by some, actually ended up being a calm and gentle experience for her. One can only assume it was because of the lack of fear and interruption that took place. What are your thoughts? Let me know over on the PBA Instagram. I would love to hear them. And I'll see you guys next week for another episode of Positive Birth Australia. Bye.